kill Austin. Ashley, I really didn't. I really think I did. I didn't mean to hurt him. Dylan Shoemaker walked into a state Supreme Courtroom pleading his case, telling his victim's mother and the court he's remorseful for what he did. Hi, what's up? You found your way into the dead spot. Where? Life is short and death is forever. I'm Garrett. And I'm Ashley. So we got the socials, dead spot pod, and the email is deadspotpod at gmail.com. Yep. Yeah, my shit looks really loud. So I'll try to back up a little bit, maybe. So here we are. What's up? I don't have any true crime news. Well, you just came back from brunch, and you're wasted. I'm not wasted. Do you, like, drink all the champagne and all your juice? Um, we drank, like, two and a half bottles. Nice. And not all our juice. I just didn't bring it back, because I don't think you would have drank it. Probably not. But that's okay. Um, true crime stuff... I mean, I probably do. I just don't prepare for this part. So maybe I should change that. Maybe I should start preparing for this part. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, whatever. We're just talking. Yeah, that's, and you're just listening. So welcome. <laughs> this is this is what we do here. I mean, we're just talking, like shooting the shit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Shooting the shit. Who do you think came up with that? Um. Read any good books lately? No, I don't read books. Flame. If you guys are into fantasy, or should I say romanticy, man, hit me up, because I got a lot of recommendations. Yeah, I hear all about it. So, it was very crushing. Actually, I listened to Jim Ross's book. I didn't read it. It's, JR, good old JR does. from WWE slash WCW. And man, do you want to talk about an ending of a book fucking you up? Shoot. Almost had me crying. <laughs> Damn. But. Well, I just read The Ever King. That was a good one. It's a, like, it's about this, like, pirate guy. You know, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. But yeah, this isn't a book <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. That might be the worst intro we've ever done, but that's okay. Okay, well, I mean, we could talk about that book that I read that was traumatizing in a true story. No, we could record a separate one for that if you want. Just not here. But. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's 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 get into it. So, all right, so we're starting here on March 19, 2013. It was a Tuesday, and it's the 78th day of the year. March 19th is Bruce Willis's birthday. As well as popular Hollywood good guy, who nobody has nothing bad to say about him, Harvey Weinstein. It was also his birthday on March 19th. Yeah, we have nothing to say about him. At all. So. I think that's false. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, but, you know, he's made a lot of films. He's very well liked. Nobody ever said anything bad about him. Pretty sure he sexually assaulted a couple women. I mean, I wasn't there. So. Isn't he, like, in jail? 
I don't probably. I think so. So shout out Harvey Weinstein. No, we're not shouting no, out. No, him. yeah, no shout, shout. No, no, no shouts. No, no shouts. Fuck you, Weinstein. Yeah, that's more like it. Um, Quiet Riot and Ozzy Osbourne guitarist Randy Rhodes died on this day in 1982 in a tragic plane crash. Oh, I thought you were going to say a tragic overdose. Nope. <laughs> I considered maybe we can talk about that another time, but he was, I forgot how young he was. I think he was like 24. Damn, that sucks. And I was, I mean, speaking of not reading books, but I listened to Ozzy's book also recently, and he was saying how Randy Rhodes came to him and he's like, I don't know if I want to do music anymore. I want to go back to school and stuff and get an education. And he's like, what do you mean? Won't you stay out on the road with me and we'll be, we're the greatest band ever. You're fucking mental. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, Is that what he sounded like? So then, you know, he died in the plane crash and he just felt, probably still feels guilty about it. And, you know, because he wanted to get out, he would have left. And if he... Just let him go back to school. He wouldn't have been in that situation. But well, why was he on the plane? Nobody else was. Well, long story short, well, there was somebody else. So, long story short, it was a tour stop. I forget where, but it was one of their. I think he was part of their crew. He had a pilot's license, and he was taking people up in a small private plane, so like a two-person plane at a time. So I think it was doesn't matter who but he took him up you know flying around the scene a little bit landed just fine and then randy rhodes and i think it was their like makeup person or um, wardrobe person or something she and randy rhodes went up in the plane and i think the guy was just wasted or something like that and he crashed the plane into the tour bus oh like while ozzy and sharon and whomever else were like sleeping on it Jesus so Christ. that's how they woke up. Oh. But again, maybe we can talk about that another time. Anyways, um, so also dying on this day, March 19th, was notorious anti-gay activist and leader of the infamous Westboro Baptist Church, Fred Phelps Sr. I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. <laughs> so those people who protest like soldier funerals and say they soldiers die because they're America's gay or something. God hates F-words. I mean, that Those just people. seems stupid. Yeah, they protest a lot of things in the name of God, and they cause a lot of problems. Anyway, he died on March 19th, so smell you later. But on March 19, 2013, 19-year-old Ashley Smith left for work at a local restaurant in Springville, New York, around 4 p.m. Ashley had left her two babies, a two-month-old boy... <laughs> Her what? <laughs> her babies. A two-month-old boy and a 23-month-old boy named Austin James Smith in the care of her boyfriend, Dylan Shoemaker, with whom she'd be living with on the second floor of his mother's home on Cochrane Avenue in Springville for about two weeks at that time and had been dating for the previous three years. I think I might know this. Okay. Maybe. At approximately 8 p.m. that night, <laughs> Dylan called 911 to report that little Austin was not responsive. When sheriff's deputies arrived on the scene, they found Austin in an upstairs bedroom and began to administer first aid until paramedics showed up. Showing signs of bruising and in need of immediate medical attention, Austin Smith was rushed to Bertrand Chafee Hospital in Springville. 
Austin James Smith was pronounced dead on arrival just four days before his second birthday. Well, that's really sad. What an absolutely tragic accident that had taken place. Dylan must have turned his attention away for a moment, and little Austin must have fallen down the stairs, hitting his head on every step along the way. (sighs) Just unfortunate negligence that took the life of a 23-month-old baby boy. Promise me that is not what happened. But... If you're listening to this podcast right now and have ever consumed any true crime media, at this point you might realize that, of course, this wasn't an accident. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about Dylan Shoemaker right now. As a matter of fact, Springville police realized something was kind of sus just moments after arriving on the scene, according think, according think, to Sheriff Tim Howard. Do you think they arrive and they're like, kind of sus? It's like they said it? Yeah. I, I don't like, know. Do you think they say that or are they like... You know, Joe, something's something's not right about this. Something's not adding up. (laughs) Or do you think they just look at each other and be like, that's kind of sus, man. Well, it's 2013. I don't think kind of sus existed yet. Mm, Yeah, that's true. At least not. So what do you think they said in 2013? How did we talk? Um, Yo, this shit's fucked up, dog. I don't know. No, I feel like we were probably like, this is weird. Yo, yo, what the the hell? What the hell? I think just we say that. What the hell is even this, (laughs) bro? What the hell? They're like, uh, what, was, what was going on in 2013? Oh, crazy how the world didn't end last year. Like it was supposed to in 2012. Oh, remember that movie 2012? Yeah. With John Cusack? I think we should all tell the younger generations that, we, that that's actually a documentary and we survived that. I mean, they would probably believe it. Yeah, they're fucking dumb. Okay, they're not all dumb. Anyways... Deputies immediately noticed substantial bruising all over Austin's body, and most notably, around his face. Being the only adult present at the time of Austin's death, Dylan Shoemaker was arrested and charged with second-degree murder for the death of young Austin James Smith. So they're like, yo, this is sus. He was the only adult here. I mean, what kind of bruising was all over his body? During the trial... The medical examiner testified that Austin Smith sustained ruptured blood vessels in his left ear and near his right eye, hemorrhages behind his eyes, as well as subdural and subarachnoid hemorrhaging, a.k.a. bleeding on the brain. So he got hit in the head and then suffocated? So just a bit more than an accident, I would say. I would say. Yes, Austin Smith also suffered contusions and abrasions on his torso, buttocks, scalp, face, and neck. The medical examiner also testified in court that the injuries sustained were not consistent with a simple slip and fall, but the result of, quote, multiple impacts. So did he tell them he fell down the stairs? I think he might have just said something like that, like he fell and hit his head. At first. And then why like, would he be, like, bruised all over his entire body? That's why the, the, the cops were like, yo, this kind of fishy brother. I mean, do people honestly think that, like, people are this stupid that they would believe that, like, oh, my God, this one-year-old fell and hit his head, yet he's bruised on his entire body? Well, it's a different scenario, but if you recall the Iceman episode when Richard Kuklinski's dad beat his brother to death... And they told the cops and everybody that he fell down the stairs, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then they just moved on. Yeah. But that was also, like, the 50s. Yeah, but didn't, like, the the, uh, 
Casey Anthony case? Is that like where she's just like, I don't, I don't know what happened. She must have just fell asleep. I don't. She I don't fell really, asleep in the pool. I don't know too many <laughs> specifics about Casey Anthony, but. Well, guess what? We're gonna watch the documentary on Peacock, and then we'll report back. But she was found not guilty. So, anyways. Well, that's up for debate. Yeah. Just like another case. Not guilty. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So multiple impacts. Um, text messages sent by Shoemaker, as well as his court testimony, because he testified in court. Set a timeline wherein the child was first assaulted just before 5 p.m., so less than an hour after his mother left for work, and that further injuries occurred during the next several hours. How do they know this? He's usually telling someone? He Well, first they have text records, and he testified in court, and he, like, admitted to these things. Oh. Which is what I said next here. While in court... Dylan Shoemaker admitted that he did indeed strike the baby boy, including backhand smacks and slamming his head on the ground while changing his diaper. Why? Like, why? Do you say why? Possibly. But Shoemaker's grand finale was when he placed Austin onto a bed, face down, placed a pillow over his head. I knew it. And repeatedly punched the pillow in an effort to keep him from crying. As to not wake his younger brother. You know, there's just some people that, like, bad things should happen to them. So he just put a little baby, nearly two years old, onto a bed. You don't have to re-describe it. I mean, I got it. And he's just wailing on him. So he stops crying. Because I'm sure that'll work. Well, I mean, there's nothing else to say about it right now. So let's step in with a little little bit of a, a pause here and, you know, lighten it up a little bit, huh? I'm I got angry. a couple. I'm mad now. Got a couple fun facts for you. Break it up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Did you know Google Images was created after Jennifer Lopez wore her infamous green dress at the 2000 Grammys? No. Do you know the green dress? I know the dress. That also, um, Matt Stone, wait, no, Trey Parker from South Park, the blonde one, He uh, when he wore it to some award show also, because, you know, they're just goofing. They're silly boys. I didn't but, know that. But so many people were searching for the dress that Google implemented an image feature because of huh. it. Um, Venus is the only planet in our solar system that spins clockwise. Nice. And there's only one letter that doesn't appear in the name of any U.S. state. Do you have a guess? Is it X? Wrong. Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Z. Wrong. Arizona. Dang. I don't know what. Q. Q? There's no Q in any state name. (laughs) That's the only letter. Cool. Cool. Okay, yeah. Just want to, you know, a couple little fun little fun tidbits there. So now let's get back to the... So that was like a commercial break. Yeah, try to compose yourself and, you know... I'm still mad. A little heavy. So I figured try to break it up a little bit here. So um, apparently, apparently around 5 p.m. he had first texted Ashley that Austin had taken a fall. 
you know, keep her posted. So was she like, cool, dude, take him to the hospital? I'm not sure, but for the next several hours, he continued texting with her about the boys, as well as various other topics. So he didn't do anything about it? Because, you know, he's... And what did she say? I don't know. Well, I want to know. Okay, ask I don't her. know what her response was. Because ask her. <laughs> Ashley Smith, if you're listening, we want to know what you said if back some, to that. If somebody was texting me, like, hey, your kid fell and smacked his head, I'd be like, cool, you should probably take him to the hospital. Yeah. I mean, maybe she was, or maybe... I mean, first of all, he already lied in well, saying yeah. that he fell. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to get worse, lady. So... Anyways, how's work? You know? Like, what? I'd be like, who cares about how work is? What the fuck? So Dylan, you know, big brain Dylan, then figured it would be appropriate time to hit up another honey. Are you kidding me? And send flirty texts to some other chick. You know, while he's periodically beating his current girlfriend's baby. Wow, this guy's a real piece of work. You heard that right. He would take intermittent breaks from beating... A just about two year old baby to send text to some other broad. While the kid is, you know, suffering and for no reason. Seems like a real great guy. Now, for his final texting venture that evening, so, you know, he's already lied to um, the baby's mom and he's trying to chat up some other hoe. And then. He was trying to set up a sale of some th- synthetic weed to an unnamed third party. That's you know, maybe this is why Vera was like, "Are they drug dealers?" Multitasking, you know, he's got his hands full here. He's babysitting, uh, like he's I, trying to text his side piece, trying to make some money, trying and, to sell some weed, and trying to beat a baby to death. Like, dude. So you're a fucking loser. Yeah. So remember, he's 16 at this time. If I didn't mention that, he's 16 years old. Wait. Dylan, what? Dylan Shoemaker's 16 years old at the time. How old is his girlfriend? 16. Wait. I think she hold was a on. couple years older. Who's I think. Who's leaving their children with a 16 year old in charge? Uh, someone who's got to go to work. There's nobody else. You have no one else. I you you always ask me these questions I don't have the fucking answer to I don't know ask her. No, I can't. Well, you you can't. She's still around somewhere. I mean, that seems inappropriate. Yeah, she couldn't be reached for comment. We couldn't get her on the show. Also, I didn't ask, and I wouldn't anyways. Anyway, I'm just confused. Like, you have two kids, right? Two or just one? She two. had two. This twenty-three month old and what I say, and you're six gonna month? leave, and you're gonna leave your child, your children, in the care of a sixteen-year-old boy. Oh, the other one was two months. Oh, she was nineteen at the time. So, just a couple kids trying to make it, and they live. They're living above his mom, like the top floor of his mom's house. So, where is his mom when all this is happening? Where's the adult? I don't know. Listen, these are the questions that I have. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe like, if I'm was, watching this on TV, I'm like, where is your mother? Maybe they're also at work. I don't know. At 5 p.m.? I say that like I don't work nights. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know where they were. 
sorry. I'm just, I just have questions out loud. Okay. I don't have the answers like okay. usual. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> so again, he, he laid all this stuff out himself, shoemaker in court. So uh, with all that, the prosecution rested its case and concluded that all this evidence was more than enough to establish that Shoemaker intentionally and viciously caused the death of Austin James Smith on March 19, 2013. At a sentencing hearing, Dylan Shoemaker cried in court and apologized to Ashley for what he had done. Quote, I never wanted to hurt Austin. I never wanted Austin to die. Hold on. You never wanted to hurt him, but you did all these horrible things to him, like punching his head with with a pillow over it. Well, yeah, he didn't mean to hurt him, obviously. So what did you think that was going to do? He didn't mean to, though. He said it. mm, I don't believe him. Just like when people are like, oh, I didn't murder my wife. I love her. Duh. Makes sense. It's It's always a husband. He loved her. He couldn't have done it. He didn't want to hurt this baby, so he didn't. He just killed the baby. Duh. Duh, obviously. So he continued, I didn't mean to hurt him. You know I loved Austin. (laughs) I mean, obviously not. Obviously not. And the jurors agree with you, and they saw right through his bullshit, and they weren't buying a single word of it. Supreme Court Justice M. William Bowler shared some parting words with Shoemaker. Quote, At 16, you knew right from wrong. You knew it was wrong to keep punching his head. Judge Bowler continued, He loved you, he trusted you, and you betrayed him. In regards to the last moments of Austin's life. Judge Bowler then called Shoemaker a manipulator and a deceiver before pulling out a wild card on Dylan's bitch ass that he never would have seen coming. In case you don't know... When you're in jail and you make a phone call, they're all recorded. Oh, I know, but inmates seem to forget that. All of them. Mm-hmm. Incoming and outgoing. Duh. Right? Oh, God. What are you going to say next? Judge Bowler pulled a quote from a phone call Dylan made to his mother while he was awaiting trial in the Erie County Holding Center. He said, Dylan, on this phone call, quote, I'm a 16-year-old blonde. Probably all I have to do is cry, and they're going to feel sorry for me. They, meaning the jury. Which, of course, they did not. Judge coming in hot with the receipts. Because you're a blonde? A blonde white male. Get the fuck, get out of here. I just have to, all I have to do is cry, and they're going to feel sorry for me. Okay, so clearly that shows that you literally don't give a fuck that you killed a child. Mm Mm-hmm. And doesn't want to, what do you call like, you have no remorse, obviously. No accountability, either. Because he also uses language like what had happened or what was done instead of what I had done. So he doesn't take accountability. Well, of course not. He probably, either. like, disassociated himself from the situation. Sure. Because he's a psychopath. Well, also Shoemaker was prescribed medicine to treat his diagnosed ADHD and anger management issues. But he himself admitted that he chose not to take it. So he's off his meds. So while that obviously would never excuse what he had done to poor little Austin, it certainly seems as though that was a plausible cause of his violent outburst that night. Yeah, did his mom know he was on this medication? I don't know. 
Okay. I don't know. Uh, Judge Bowler had received letters describing the effects that Shoemaker's actions had on them from a total of 13 people. One of these people affected was Austin's grandfather and Ashley's father, Michael Smith. Quote, the night of March 19, my family's life was decimated because this didn't have to happen, he told the judge. He had numerous opportunities to get out of the house to seek help, but he didn't. We'll never get Austin back. A piece of our heart will always be missing, Michael Smith continued with tears in his eyes. He then asked the judge to consider the family's feelings when handing down his sentence. So the suggested suggested sentence for this crime would have been 25 years to life. But since he's a juvenile, what did he really get? Shoemaker's defense attorney, Joseph Terranova, suggested that a sentence of 15 years to life would be more reasonable due to his rough upbringing, his remorse for what he had done, and his inability to take care of children. Yeah, but he didn't feel any remorse. Clearly. Because he was off his meds. That oh, also give helped. me a break. I'm just... Because hey. he was off his meds. That he was supposed to take for his anger problems, which obviously led to him taking his shit out on a defenseless little baby. Okay, but like, even if you have anger problems, you still understand what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it is his choice that he didn't take the pills, take his medicine. Well, it's his choice he didn't take his pills, and it's his choice that he decided to beat the shit out of a 23-month-old baby. While texting another another girl and trying to sell fake weed? Yeah, what I mean is he's responsible for his own actions, whether he has anger management or not. Right. But he had a rough upbringing. Oh, God. Don't they all? The judge pushed back and asked Terranova, who's to say it won't happen again? if he were released in 15 years, to which the defense attorney assured the judge that his client is not a serial killer who will get out and want to kill another kid. So he's like, Judge, come on. You get it. How do you know that, though? You get it. If he's capable of doing this when he's 16, what is he going to do when he's, like, 35? Judge, come on. Come on. Come on. It's fine. 15's fine. We good? No. Okay. Sorry, Judge. Sorry, Runner. But before this, Terranova, his defense attorney, also decided to pull out the old deflection card and suggested that Ashley's parents should share some of the blame and or guilt in Austin's death. He suggested that if Ashley's parents hadn't kicked her and the children out of their house, they wouldn't have moved into Dylan's mother's home where a teenager with anger issues and the inability to care for children wouldn't have been left to babysit her babies and ultimately kill one of them. So basically, if her parents didn't kick them out, her baby would still be alive. Unbelievable. So, I mean, you gotta, hey, you gotta commence these defense attorneys. Okay, well, where is Dylan's mother if they're living with her? Where the fuck is that bitch? You gotta commend these defense attorneys for trying to pull out whatever they can. Yeah, and I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then where's Dylan's mom? Even if it's almost completely blatantly obvious that they're guilty. It takes some real real balls, real cojones to be a defense attorney. Yeah, and where was Dylan's mom in this whole situation? I don't know, man. Well, I, I mean, know. they're talking about her parents. Where where was his? Where was his mom? I don't know. She's the one who was fucking living there. Like, at what point is she going to be like, mm, you probably shouldn't bring your two kids here since my son is fucked up and has anger problems. Maybe. 
Like, I'm pretty sure that's your responsibility as a parent. Maybe it was a night out on a Tuesday in March. I don't know. No one's going out on a Tuesday in March. I don't know what's going on with her mom. What is mom? I'm just saying, if they're going to pull that card, then we could pull the same one. Sure. But I don't know where she was. So, anyways, in 2014, Dylan Shoemaker was sentenced to the maximum 25 years to life for the death of Austin Smith. I swear to God, if you tell me he's out of prison. However, in February of 2016, his sentence was reduced. The Court of Appeals decreased Shoemaker's prison sentence by seven years, reducing the sentence to 18 years to life with the possibility of parole in 2031. Quote, we agree with the defendant, however that the sentence imposed is unduly harsh and severe in light of defendant's youth and lack of parental guidance, his lack of prior criminal convictions, and his mental health issues. Thus, we modify the judgment by reducing the sentence as a matter of discretion in the interest of justice to an indeterminate term of incarceration of 18 years to life. You killed someone. You killed a child. True. Accurate. And they're like, mm. so did Schumacher's cr- or Shoemaker's crying stunt that he mentioned to his mother actually pay off? Apparently. It's been debated via social media since the reduction came down, whether it's a result of white privilege or affluenza. Oh, first of all, it's definitely white privilege. So, are you familiar with affluenza? No. So it, that basically means when you you know get benefited. Due to your higher social standing, like affluence, you know. So basically, people look the other way or cut cut you some breaks just because of who you are in your social status type shit. Okay, well, is he someone important? Well, that goes hand in hand with the white privilege uh, theory. Like, he is a young 16-year-old white male, and he's crying in court, so... That's I what mean, they're saying. every time I think of young white males, I just think of Brock Turner. Okay, well, first of all, stop thinking about young white males. <laughs> oh my God. You have a middle-aged white male right here. <laughs> okay? You know what I mean. Yeah. Like, when the judge was like, I don't I don't want to send you to jail because I don't want to, like, ruin your life. Jail, ruin your life? Jail would be too harsh on him or something he said. Like, you... Sexually assaulted someone behind a dumpster. I'm pretty sure you ruined someone's life already. Also, judge, the point of jail is to do exactly that. You know? It's supposed to be harsh for people who commit terrible crimes. I mean, you know if this guy wasn't white and he killed that baby, he'd be in jail for life. That's why it's been a debate about it. You know? Also being 16, young kid, he murdered a baby by beating it to death. And they're like, hmm... Like, you're clearly a violent person. Seven years less is fine. Seven years less is fine. If you can do that when you're 16, what are you going to do when you're older? And again, he had a harsh upbringing. Again, while in the midst of trying to sell fake weed and hook up with some other broad. So it's not like an instance of his defense where he's like, oh, I I blacked out and suddenly I came to and he was... Yeah, like he went into like a blackout rage. Or he was like wasted on drugs. No, that's why I said he takes literally no accountability for anything he did. Right. 
He does not care. He has literally no remorse. Right. So. He's just mad because he has to go to, to jail. Yes. So as of this recording in February of 2024, he's currently 26 years old and has served nine years of his sentence and continues to serve that sentence at the Clinton Correctional Facility in Danamora, New York. So, quick aside, the Clinton Correctional Facility first opened in 1845 and has housed some notable inmates, including David Berkowitz, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Son of Sam, Charles Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano. Yep. Um, I think that's in a Jay-Z song. Yeah. Yep. Um, How about... El Temio Sanchez. Oh, it's my boy, El Temio. The bike path rapist. By my boy, I mean not. Yeah, I know what you mean. She means because she did an episode about him, and if you hadn't listened, you should go listen to it. So, um, And also, Tupac Shakur. Tupac? Shakur? How do I? Shakur. Shakur. Tupac Shakur. Like how Krupnik is a honey liqueur. Liqueur, as my grandma would say. Tupac Shakur. So yeah, all those people also pass through Clinton Correctional Facility. Hmm. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, April 27th, 2013, a memorial benefit for Austin James Smith was held in Springville, New York. The description of the memorial from a Facebook event page reads... This event request is being sent to you regarding a local family in Springville, New York. Austin James Smith tragically passed away suddenly on March 19, 2013 in Bertrand Chafee Hospital, Springville, New York, just four days before his second birthday. In remembrance of Austin, we are holding a benefit at the American Legion Post 431 in Springville, New York on April 27th between 1 and 6 p.m. Austin was born to Ashley Smith and Travis Beaver. Surviving are his mother, Ashley, and his father, Travis. Grandparents, Michael and Sarah Smith and Tracy Little Smith. Also surviving are numerous great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins. Everyone that met Austin loved him. This tragic loss has devastated the family and has shaken the community. The post continues... The purpose of this benefit will be to spread awareness on the effects of child abuse. A portion of the proceeds will go to the Springville Boys and Girls Club, who will be at the benefit with information regarding the program. Another portion will go to Austin's four-month-old little brother, Christopher, in the form of a trust. Mm Mm-hmm. Finn. Finn? That's That's it? That's where it's at. That's what I got for you. For old shithead Dylan Shoemaker... Dylan shithead maker. Dylan the lower than the piece of shit on the bottom of your shoe maker. Like I said, I just don't know how you kill a child as an, as a child. Right. And you, like, come back from that. So I'm sure that also lent into their thoughts about reducing his sentence. Be like, oh, he's not 18. Okay, but he's not, like, 10. Yeah, he's that, 16. That shit is stupid. Like, I wasn't... Like, you remember when you were 16? Like, you know uh, what you're doing? You know right from wrong? I don't remember when I was 16. Actually. Really? Really. I remember my dad was still alive. And then he wasn't. 
Okay, well, that's trauma. I'll, so that's what I'm saying. So that we don't I, need to get into right now? So I think I just blocked everything out from when I was 17 and prior. I really don't remember a lot. It's kind of like when we drive to Maryland, you block out the entire drive. Well, I mean, I don't think it's like that. But I get what you're saying. So I don't know. Because, like, there's other cases of murders and such where it's like, oh, he's he was 14, so he can't be charged as an adult. I mean, isn't there a whole Netflix show about it? It's like I was a child murderer or something? Probably. I feel like I've watched a couple episodes of that. Or maybe it's like an A&E show. Because I don't know if you ever heard of James Bulger, the little British boy that was murdered by two other little boys in like the 80s, I think. Um, if I recall, I think that's the one I'm thinking of where those boys are like out of jail. Because, you know, they were like eight or ten years old. Well, what about the girls were with the Slender Man thing when they like killed their friend? Um, or they tried to kill her? Yeah, remember. they tried. She, they didn't kill her. I think she escaped. Yeah, I think they just stabbed her a lot. She lived, as far as I remember. I don't know. My kids, they're never going to be able to leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but seriously. But yeah, so that's the story of Dylan Shoemaker. Because I was scrolling the old Tic Tac the one day. And I saw the video of him crying in court. And I was like, oh, what happened here? And then I looked at it, and I was like, huh. Maybe I could look into that a little bit. So we're uh, not the longest episode or most in-depth here because we're just under 40 minutes, it looks like. Yeah, but that's okay. So just bringing you the fucking facts. And just for the record, please don't ask me anymore where his mom was because I don't know. I'm still mad about it. I don't know. Like, if you're living in her house, where the fuck are you? I don't know. Maybe she was an alcoholic hanging out in the bar all night. Yeah, I need more info on his mom. All right. I don't know how we find that info, but... Hey, Mama (laughs) Shoemaker, if you're out there listening... And we know that you are. Let us know where you were. Give us the inside scoop. We need the clicks. You know? So. All right, well... But again, that's it for now, so... Hit us up with the socials, Dead Spot Pod. Got an email, deadspotpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about Dylan. Yeah. And just child abusers in general. Yeah. Maybe we should subject them to some things on the previous episode of Culture I was Methods. just going to say that. Maybe we should give them the white room. No. No, that's too easy. Well, that's more psychological. Well, they're already psychologically fucked up. Yeah, well... That's too that's too easy. We gotta do one of the other ones. Um, if you're prescribed medicine for any mental disorders, take your meds. You know. Not to say you're gonna murder a baby or anything, but you're on them for a reason most of the time. So take right. care of yourselves. Yeah, be safe out there. And be careful of who you leave your children with. Yeah. Watch out for your babies. Watch out for your babies. Mamas and your babies. Your mamas and your babies. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, love you, bye.